Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here, and today's deep dive is entitled, We Were Meant to Live for So Much More, and We've Lost Ourselves. Now, the world is doing fine until it's not. Societies function properly until they can't. Looking at the progress humanity has made in the last 50 years, it's no wonder that technology drives the planet. It's the engine of the global economy. Try running any business or organization without it. But it's also the infrastructure that humanity now uses to communicate and socialize with each other, and it's killing us. Whatever the beliefs of an individual, it is an almost universal consensus that while the internet has increased collaboration, it's also tearing us apart. We're depressed. We're addicted. We're angry. And those of us in the population that grew up prior to the 24-7, 365 onslaught of tech addiction look back nostalgically on just how easier and freer we felt back then. With rising rates of anxiety and depression in the younger generations, this longitudinal problem needs a solution, and technology itself, interestingly enough, may hold the answer. So, how did we let technology get the better of us? No one no matter how intelligent, can fully predict every outcome for every situation. Humans will always be a wild card in that calculation, and we can never be fully accounted for. However, there is one constant throughout human nature that has made outcomes more predictable in terms of general success or failure, and that is the need for trust. Trust is integral to our lives. We cannot have a functioning society without it. And we are witnessing what happens when trust is destroyed between two major political parties and their most ardent followers. Social media has shown us how devastating it is when disinformation runs rampant and confirmation bias rules the day over rational discourse. The promise of advancing technology is that it's an aid for humanity in our development. Email allowed us to instantly send letters around the world. Messenger platforms allowed for quick conversations on the fly. Meeting platforms bring people together from all over so they can share information in real time collaboratively. Social media, then social networking, was supposed to offer us a support structure using the circle of friends concept to achieve constant assurance of our relations. Mobile phones allowed us to carry everything in our technological lives with us no matter where we were. We now have hindsight into what we have evolved into thanks to years and in some cases decades of adoption. It's not good. We can't escape the constant email, spam or otherwise. Messages are constantly distracting us at all hours of the day. Social media has brought out the worst anger and vanity in humanity and mobile phone addiction has made it impossible to take a break from all of it. So the question then becomes, how does technology save us from the ills of technology. Now, to be very clear, we are not going Amish anytime soon. Yes, digital detox is actually a thing, but that's a forced choice by individuals, and not enough people attempt to make that basically uh, for a viable society-wide situation in terms of solution. And so it doesn't repair the foundational cracks that we see. What is needed is a global solution that works behind the scenes to the point where we don't realize it's actually happening. And that's where artificial intelligence, interestingly enough, enters the equation. Now, Bill Gates said that the next iPhone revolution or evolution in technology is going to be the artificial intelligence or AI assistant that can respond to email for you, set up appointments, and basically take many menial tasks away from 
from basically the people in our lives, and it's going to make us easier. Now, it's amusing to think that the world will soon run on basically one AI talking to another AI assistant, making decisions for us all when we're pretty much out of the equation. Imagine a husband and wife letting the artificial intelligence pick where to eat because everybody's indecisive, but as the AI evolves from its current large language model state, it may be able to actually fix societal issues if we give it an honest shot. And so if you're thinking, great, but how does AI achieve this for us? Think about it this way. Outside of instantly turning lazy, lazy college students into scholars on everything from 7th century Italian poetry to organic chemistry, AI is starting to learn to properly identify human emotion. It's not fully there yet, but in a short period of time in the grand scheme of things, it will be. When it reaches that point, I think we can basically start turning the tide on this issue, at least for adults. Now, imagine an assistant that intuitively understands a person's mental state and will turn off the flood of communication or heavily curate a social media feed to filter out the rage and prioritize posts from those that is identified as close to its owner. Think about a world where the workday really does ha have an end, where, like in the past, a person really could get off the grid and enjoy personal time. The AI that strips out the angry opinions and reactions to events and news and only delivers facts would cut down vastly on having to wade through the worst of us to get through the truth. Now, we're not there yet. Nobody thinks we are. But we could be if we focus our intent on artificial intelligence in this manner. No longer can we live with our eyes half open to this problem. If our current societal issues tell us anything, it's that we want more than this current world's got to offer. We really were meant to live for so much more. So let's get to it. And this has been your Deep Dive of the Week.